Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right. Feel your, I feel, feel your anger. This is the Thunder and Lightning postgame show, post-Memphis edition. Come to me, my babies. Let me quell your pain. Mississippi State, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they lose 31-29. One thing I want to say right off the top, this is sort of a pet peeve of mine. Uh, not losing to Memphis. That, that is, though. That is one, though. Uh, is when you get the, uh, well, it should have never come to that. I, I agree, in theory. It should never have come to certain things. But the game happens how it happens. And that's that's how the game goes. And if there's a moment in the game that, that changes the game, I mean, it, it doesn't matter that State should never have been in that position. State did enough to win, and this one thing, Screwed them. And we all know that on Monday, we're going to get a limp wrist apology from the SEC, which doesn't mean anything because it's not like they're going to say, we're, we, we've gone back, we're taking the points off the board. Not, and, and I don't know if you guys, you know, if you're traveling from the game or if you were at the game and you're just listening in now or maybe you just weren't paying attention, but not only was there the, the issue with downing the ball, but Memphis had two players with the same number on the field at the same time. The, the, ball, the, the ball should never have been snapped. Should have been a penalty on Memphis right off the start there. I'd love to go back. I don't remember the, the down and distance. I wonder if that was enough for a first down. That would, be, that would be the real coup de grace. So, all right, not much of an opening statement, and I'll, I'll go the, uh, the leech route on that at least, and let's just get into some people who want to talk. Hunter Gillen, as soon as he got in here, I wanted to talk. I want to one more reminder. Let's try to keep it, you know, reasonable here. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna let loose, you know, fire truck, fiddlesticks, all of those are acceptable. Fudge. Fudge. All right. So we got Hunter Gillen, then Rob Hadaway, then Scott Neighbors. Hunter, uh you you should be good to go. Hey, Brian. What's going on, man? Man, there are a lot of questions. <laughs> I have to ask about the officiating, but that would require it for me to take it to rated R, so I'm gonna leave that out. Um, <laughs> my my main question is, and I thought about this from week one: Why do we not run more tempo? I mean, if you go back to La Tech, it seems like when we ran tempo, we were more efficient on offense. After watching Ole mm-hmm. Miss play, they run tempo all the time, and it seems to work. It just drives me crazy why we just. You know, nickel and dime, five yards, four yards, and then we're, you know, 30 seconds to 40 seconds between the plays. Like, why not just try to run more tempo? It seems like that's more effective. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, to be totally honest. I mean, you look at how effective Ole Miss is. And, and, and again, I, I always say this. What Ole Miss is doing offensively is uh, affecting Mississippi State's perception of what, Miss, of what Mike Leach is not doing. And that's fair. You took you got two teams, two coaches took over at the same time. Why is one team so much better than the other when the other team was so much better than the other beforehand? So that that's happening. One of my cats just picked up one of my rib bones and is running off with it. You think she was a dog? Anyway, I think state should run more tempo. It does feel at times that state is not uh, doesn't have a lot of of what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they just they, they're not moving with with, with any pace. It, they're letting the defense sort of, you know, relax and 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 get get into position. So yeah, Hunter, I'm 100 percent with you. I think that that should be the case. They, they they should be running some more tempo. And did it seem like we ran tempo when we scored? 
Yeah, they of did. course. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we, yeah, well, yeah, we scored, the we two minute drill. Quicker. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. They're not doing that the whole game for sure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, next. Thanks, Hunter. Appreciate it, man. Thank. All right. Next up is uh, Rob Hadaway. Uh, next up after him, Scott Neighbors, and then Wes Williamson will join us. What you got for me, Rob? Hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That is the voice of a man. This man went to every game Sylvester Croom coached. This must feel and familiar. Yet, it's just got to feel like you You took a time machine. What's going on, Rob? Um, you and I have both been around a long time. We have. We have. We're very old. We've, uh, we've both witnessed many, many horrible things. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, I am in a dimension of uh, we're, we're – I'll go with the word upset. Um, I rarely am considering all the many, many horrible things I have seen. Mm. So, um, coach Leach got on there for a second, but I heard the throat clear. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I guess my question is, does that, where where does that rate in comparison, uh, to 2001 BYU? In terms of the, the poor officiating. Yeah. It's right there with it. It's right there with it. I mean, how could it not be? I mean that the BYU one was a little different in that it was just constantly penalties being called on Mississippi State that took away place. This is something a little different. This is missed calls. So it's it's a different kind of incompetent officiating, which by the way, yeah. that game was twenty years ago, and twenty years later, we still aren't any better with the officiating. I'll also point out that that game was Mountain West. Yeah, this was SEC officials. That guy, that's the guy from the the safety of three to two, isn't it? I'm almost positive I'm right. I don't, I don't, you know, I have that. I know you have that photo. Give it a look. I'm, I'm almost positive that I'm correct. I would have to go back and watch the tape, and and I refuse. Don't do that. Don't. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I already had to to mute one tweet of my own just because I couldn't handle seeing the notifications any longer. I, that's that's pretty tough there, pretty tough. Yeah. I understand, Rob. Uh, I feel for you, and uh, you know, we're just gonna have to keep on keeping on you know, the way we always have. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. <laughs> that was hey, brutal. Uh, while, yeah, while we're while we're going, I think somebody had a very good question. Uh, yeah, go ahead. More. Uh, why does Leach look completely unfazed while his team is getting screwed? That's a great question. I, I don't – people say this all the time, well, if I was the coach, right? They tell you it would play calls or whatever. But I promise you, if Brian Haydad was the coach, I'd have been at midfield trying to get somebody's attention. We're definitely reviewing that play. I'm calling timeout, and that play's getting reviewed. And we're going to figure out where, where the hell it all went wrong. But, yeah, I don't – I understand that you know his demeanor is different than other college football coaches. I get that, but – there has to be a moment in time where he gets angry, and and, because, and that's got to be it. So, cat with the ribs, man. Jeez, Louise. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know why he didn't lose his mind trying to get uh, that that play call reviewed, overturned, whatever you want to say. Yeah, he just kind of stands there with just a really dumb look on his face. I know he's like a genius, but still. Yeah, I, I hate saying dumb look because I don't know what's going through the man's head. But for sure, 
some, so, something's got to go there. You've got to show your team you're going to fight for them there. And to not do that, I think, is a mistake. So we'll see. All right, let's, uh, let's go to Scott Neighbors. Then we got Wes Williamson and Brad Haynes. Scott, go ahead. You should be good to go. Hey, Brad. Hey, Rob. Um, What's going on, man? My, I have a few comments. Uh, the first one is, I'm like you, Brian. I've seen people doing post-game shows on Twitter that, you know, oh, we're not going to talk about the bad best calls because we shouldn't have been in the situation. Right. I've, I've been a coach. It doesn't matter who you're playing, what level you think you are above that team. There's an expectation that the game is going to be called correctly in mm-hmm. accordance to the rules. And when it's not – you get screwed. That's just the fact of the situation you're in. You still expect it to be called correctly. Fair. Yeah. Um, my second comment is this. You know, a lot of the good things we did today seem to be called back by holding, and that's obviously been an issue last mm-hmm. year and this year all throughout the season. I did think the offensive line played better last week. Um, Might have been their best game under Leach. But you look at the stats today, we statistically, we dominated Memphis in all but maybe three categories. I think they had a fourth down conversion. We didn't. They beat us in the score and in rushing yards. Mm -hmm. In every other aspect, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even close. And you look at the penalties, we had nine penalties for 64 yards. Of the nine, what, seven were holding? I mean, and I just my comment is this: I don't know if it's Rogers holding the ball too long. I don't know if it's the offensive line being slow or getting beat off the edge. It just all seems to kind of come together when they do well and don't get holding. Maybe we hold the ball too long. When we get rid of the ball, maybe they get beat and they actually do hold the player. But in all three games this year, when we came back against La Tech last week, when we kind of got the rhythm going there in the mid-second quarter. And then today on the quick touchdown there at the end, when Rodgers drops back and he's getting rid of the football, mm-hmm. we are we are moving the football every right. single time with no issue. He, he's take, he, he, this goes back to what I talked about after week one with, with confidence. Maybe it's not so much the confidence in his arm as it is the confidence in his reads. He's got to start thinking, you know, first, second read, go. First, second read, go. Because he's got guys open. Right. There are guys open. There, there are a couple of plays today where you can see him trying to process the information. You can see it from your television screen or from, from there in the stadium. And instead of just processing it and, and trusting his reads and trusting the repetitions, he's, he's overthinking it. I think that's, that's a problem for him right now. To answer your question, by the way, nine penalties, uh, four offensive holding penalties, one defensive holding penalty. So – how okay. many? How many? Well, sides? yeah, you know, I just thought. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Hold on. At least one or two. I, I it's, it's more than. It's probably more than two. Let me see here. Um, defense. Memphis had no, just two sacks today. Two sacks. So. Well, and Brian, I just my thing is, man, the it, the offense is not going to work as long as we keep having that disconnect between it being his confidence holding the football and all that. I mean, we see what happens when we're moving it. And it's, it's yeah. one-two drop, get rid of the ball 20 yards down the field on the money. He's got the accuracy. Yeah. And even today, he showed the yeah. deep ball a few times that I thought was really good. 
But mm-hmm. when he just stands back there, I mean, I can't tell you the number of plays where checkdowns to the running back swing pass, and we're going to get the running back killed. Yeah. I th- one thing I want to say, th- thanks for, for joining us, Scott. Appreciate it. Uh, Dylan Johnson's toughness, we should not be doubting that at any time if we were. I mean, he is just he, – he was not right by the end of that game, and yet he continued to go out there. I didn't understand why they still had him on kickoff return. Like, that was yeah. that, that's a situation where you can get somebody injured. So, yeah, I mean, you um, talked about you lost Marks and Johnson in that game. Yeah, and, and then what does it say about your, 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 your freshman running backs that you've got to go to a walk-on in Jernigan? You know, Price yeah, and, was, uh, yeah. and Hargrove. You know, that's why, you know, you see a lot of people on, on, you know, 24-7 talking about Dakota Jordan and how, well, State doesn't really need a running back. You need a running back in every class. Running back and quarterback, you have to sign one in every class because stuff like this happens. So, right, let's go to Wes Williamson and then Brad Haynes and then Will Bailey. You're up after that. What you got, Wes? Wes, are you there? Unmute your phone. Wes, are you there? All right. Sorry about that. There we go. My bad. All right. So first things first, I apologize if anybody recognizes me from the Ole Miss Stadium Cup. That's not me. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> not, not not me. But um, I uh, secondly, as Hathaway can attest, my dad would roll over in his grave if I said some of the words I want to say. Um, so I will be, I will hold back a little bit, but you know, after the Louisiana tech game, I was ticked off to the point where I was, I, I was ready. <laughs> I was all ready to move, all ready to move on from leech, but I know that's, mm-hmm. I know that's crazy, but I got to say after watching last week and this week, I kind of feel like our issues have been mm-hmm. either unavoidable like the referees or mm-hmm. correctable correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like a lot of the issues that we have are correctable and it's not always been that way yeah i mean how can you disagree with that you know i mean there's no reason for a major college offense to be as bad as this exactly Especially an sec team that recruits at a reasonably high level against a defense that gave up 680 yards to a Sunbelt team last week and 50 points. And today you had 468 yards. You had 200 less yards and 21 less points than a Sunbelt team was able to score on this team. I mean, is there any? Does any of it fall on a sense of urgency? Because I mean, obviously, you know, somebody mentioned that's that what we were just talking about. There, yeah, yeah, somebody mentioned the tempo. I mean, like you know, fourth quarter, we're killing it. And why not? Why can we not do that? I mean, there's something to that, but we, we always have that. People have been asking that question about football all the time. You know, why don't you always run the two minute offense? I'm sure Memphis was doing some things different defensively, uh, but that said, I mean. State is a more talented team. They, they, they should be more talented at almost every position. No, no reason for it to, to, to be like that. So, yeah, and I was going mean, to point out, I think Wes made a very good point. Leach was supposed to be the discipline coach. That's why we got it. Right. I mean, you know, these penalties are just – and they're, they're all on the offensive line. That's the, 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 the part that bothers you. 
it's not receivers holding and in these screen passes, and it's not them jumping off. It's the O line every single time. You got you got to figure something out there because man, that that's just. I mean, you think back to what 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 play was it? It was in this first half where you convert a first down, but there's a holding play on Lashley, and it ends up, you know, you, you, it kills the drive, and you end up having to punt, and you know. State could have easily been up 24-7 or more at the half. And we haven't even talked about the field goal, you know, or the uh, the the decision to go for it on fourth and goal when it I mean, you're gonna make it kick a field goal, make it twenty to seven. They haven't done anything the whole game. Just why would you give them a whiff of confidence? But they did and it just sort of went from there. So all right. Thanks, Wes. And and also Wes, what if someone thinks you're the guy on the cup, uh, embrace it, brother. What are you doing? Yeah, I would, I would definitely embrace that. So, all right, let's go to Brad Haynes, and we got Will Bailey, and then Buddy Weir. Brad, are you there? What's up, Coach? Hey, man, how's it going? It's going all right. Yeah, I was going to touch a little bit. Uh, y'all already touched on it with the uh, leech and kind of the lack of emotion, I guess you could say. Um, and I agree with y'all on that. But the the one thing that I haven't understood and and I, I coach, and I coach on a much smaller level and a, a different sport, high school baseball, but I don't understand when you look at Lincoln Riley, Cliff Kingsbury, all the other guys that are kind of leech protégés or have adopted air raid principles, and then they tweak it, make it their own, and add in the run game and things like that. And we've seen success for a lot of those protégés. I don't understand why – is it you're just too smart for your own good? You're too stubborn to do that? Because when you look back, Charlie Winfield made a good point last week, I think. When you look back at Missouri last year and Tulsa, both very good offensive games, I think Missouri ran it 27 times and uh, Tulsa, I think we ran it 25 times. And then, you know, today, I think what Johnson had six carries. Yes. So, I mean, what what is it? I mean, is it just you're too smart for your own good? You, you because that's one thing well, we do as coaches. Brad, you talk Brad, to other coaches, and what do I always say, man? That coaches would rather lose their way than win somebody else's way. I mean, it's it's. it's I don't have a lot of things that I've said that are correct, but that one's holding up over the over the test of time. Just got a, a tweet here from my buddy Robbie Falk. I asked Mike Leach what the explanation was on the punt return. He wasn't aware of the ref. Blew the play dead. That's somebody has got to be up in the booth telling him that. That's that's rough, Brad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, and go to the next caller. Thanks for thanks for joining me, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a there, there's a lot of, of issues that appear on the surface to be they, they starting in with Mike Leach. He always says you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. Well, it, it, it goes for the coaches too. So. We'll see. Hey, we got we got a good uh, question in the chat. In the chat, was, go ahead. I think it was from Scott Neighbors again. When do we see another quarterback? And is it Leveridge or Robertson? I think it would be Leveridge. So I don't know if you really want to see another quarterback. To be totally honest, but at the end of the day, as much as this hurts to say, Rogers did enough to win. He threw for four hundred and nineteen yards, three touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. That's enough to win. You win the game if you get if the, if it, if it's officiated correctly. I mean, I, I I hate I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying, but I'm willing to let I'm willing to let him continue to develop. At this point, I, I just am because I don't think Robertson is ready. 
and I, I don't think Lovertich is going to be a whole lot better. So let's 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 move on here to Will Bailey. Then we got Buddy Weir, and then Jacob Arrington. You there, Will? Hey, Brian. How's it going? What's going on, man? What can I do for you tonight? I've uh, been listening to you since the B&B show. Just where's the sense of urgency in the offense? How do you score off of two plays and then the rest of the game you're just sitting in traffic waiting to move? Like there's just nothing going on there. Yeah, it, it feels like it's you're watching two different teams at times. It feels like, yeah. you know, sometimes the team that you see in the fourth quarter or the, uh, of the Louisiana Tech game and of uh, this game versus the team you're seeing, it feels like they're two different teams. And again, I don't know if it's something that the other teams are doing defensively and State's able to take advantage of it, but it does really seem like Will Rogers is just processing the offense faster in these two-minute situations. So I don't know if why you wouldn't try to crank up the tempo a little bit and say, let's go, let's try to move faster up and down the field. One thing I was thinking about tonight, and if you guys you know, put it in the chat if you disagree with me, but uh, by the way, thanks, Will, for the, for the question. Um, and Ryan, I mean, you can you can speak on this too. All right. If, if State's averaging what they had, they had 468 yards of offense on uh, 83 plays. So, just quick math in my head here, they averaged 5.6 yards per play, which is not great. It's not great. Would you be less frustrated if it was doing that with running the running game? You would. The problem is. And someone mentioned it earlier. It's those check downs to the running back where they get two yards. Right. right. But I mean, if that was just, if you just hand the ball off and get two yards, does it make you feel better? I, f- <laughs> I feel like when you hear air raid, it, it puts yeah. a thought in your head that you're not seeing. Well, it all, it goes back to what you said earlier. Matt Corral's throwing mm-hmm. 400 and something yards, and they look yeah. like the second coming of yeah. the best offense ever. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's go to Buddy Weir. And then we got Jacob Arrington and then Elliot Sanford will join us. Buddy, are you there? Buddy, you there? Yeah, hi. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, like other people, uh, maybe a beer would help. Hey, <laughs> Feel free to crack one. Yeah, listen, let me ask you a question. Sure. Uh, you've heard of the... the um, Description alligator arms. Yeah. Well, Will's got alligator eyes. I swear, and everybody's talking about the same thing. For three quarters, our pass play was, we had 120-yard pass play. And the rest of them were two, three, four, five, ten. Yeah, you get a lot of Mm -hmm. yardage. You get a lot of completions. But the point is, we're going to have to change it from air raid to snail raid because we're not going down the field uh, with with any impetus, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, buddy. Absolutely right. See, uh, when, you, when, you get to be an, when you get to be an old man, you can be doggone grumpy. When, when I get to be an old man, buddy, I already am an old man. Thanks thanks for the call, man. Thanks for, the, uh, for joining us. But, but he's right in that. And what I would also say, you know, what's the uh, what's the old saying? My dad used to say it a lot. Like, don't let your uh, your alligator eyes overload your chicken butt, something like that. It feels like <laughs> it feels like when it, when Buddy's saying about having alligator eyes, I feel like Will is always looking f- for something that's not there. Yeah, 
Uh, he's like he's looking like somebody could be more open. Like that guy's open, but maybe he's only going to get seven or eight yards. There's got to be somebody I can hit, and there's not. Just take the seven, eight yard guy. That that's something uh, that needs to happen. Somebody, uh, we got a couple of questions uh, that I think are very good. What happened in the locker room at halftime? It felt like a different team when they came out. You know, I don't know if. I don't know if that's the case or not, though. Think about it. Think about the way the first, the second half starts, right? State gets a stop, and then they are. They, then they get up. They got an interception, right? Wasn't that the first yeah, possession? You know, you're then, right. What What happened it, was State gave Memphis momentum by not just kicking the field goal at twenty to seven, yeah. and you're kicking off, and the way your defense is played, the game is probably over. Yeah, that that's the play of the game. It's not kicking that field goal. Not kicking the field goal. No, I agree. I agree. And then and then the next question. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. How are this? How is this offensive line going to do against SEC defensive line the next couple of weeks? I, mean, I don't feel like I'm saying anything wrong when I say poorly. How can you have any faith in the in them and have faith in this offense? I mean, LSU is not a good football team. I'm watching them right now, but I mean. Can you really think State's going to get more than fourteen on the board? I mean, no. if you if you think that, I mean that you're 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 just hopeful, you know. And it's it's cool to be hopeful. I don't have a problem with it. You know, believe what you want, but the numbers don't bear you out on that. So, well, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough go in SEC play. Uh, Jacob Arrington, you're up. Then we got Elliot Sanford and Trey Thorne is in the hole there. Jacob, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Jacob, what's uh, going on? Nothing man? much. Uh, I got a few questions, but for early in the game, early in the game, the offensive line looked like they were performing pretty well, blocking, pass blocking well. Did, did anybody notice anything that would that changed that that maybe uh, Memphis was doing, or is it just something that our offensive line did? I I think one thing they did was they went to more of a four man rush than a three man rush. That 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 was the, the first half, and I'll give State a lot of credit that they were rushing three, dropping eight, and Rogers was finding those pockets and getting 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 the ball out. In the second half, when they started rushing four and adding a little bit more pressure, State had trouble with that. But again, it's five on four; that shouldn't be happening, right? And then going back to what the first guy said about up tempo. Also, yeah. also uh, when you go up tempo, we're seeing more shots downfield. Yeah, we don't see early in the game or even during the middle parts of the game. I mean, that's, that's something that I think we should be trying to capitalize on, try to open the field up a little bit more, even even if they are doing a drop eight. I don't know how you tell <laughs> Rodgers, hey, on this play, I don't really care what the coverage is. I want you to throw it down the field. Because I don't want him just throwing the ball down the field into triple coverage just to say you threw the ball deep. But you saw a couple of throws tonight – Makai Polk had a couple. He was a little short on one to Calvin, but Calvin was wide open. Would have been a big play. Uh, Heath had a long, t- long play. Those plays are there. Rodgers has got to get it into his head to throw the football at times and just sort of go from there. So, if that's the case, if he can do that, you know this offense can be better. But right. if he can't, it's going to be that's going to be tough. I right. appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate you. Uh, we're going to go to Elliot Sanford, then Trey Thorne. Chris Shadburn, you're uh, you're uh, in the hole there. Elliot, are you there? Elliot, can you join us? 
Well, darn. No, he's, 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 he's not even showing up. All right, well, then we'll go to Trey. Trey Thorne, you're up. Then Chris Shadburn. Then Caleb Rhodes. Trey, are you there? Unmute your phone, Trey. Trey's giving Vicksburg people a bad name here. What's going on, Trey? Come on. I was about to say, is this Trey Thorne from Vicksburg, Mississippi? Got to be, right? The legend who's now uh, solid? He's, he's now silent. We're going to have to have to get him out. Get back in the queue if you want to join us, uh, Trey. All right, let's see if Chris is here. Chris Shadburn, then Caleb Rhodes, then Chris Rowe. Chris Shadburn, are you here? Chris, are you there? Well, dang, where's everybody gone off to? Remember to unmute your phone, guys. You need to be looking at the app. Yeah. Couldn't unmute how to unmute. It should be just uh, right there in the... Uh, in okay, the, uh, I got it now. There he is. Chris, what's going on, man? Sorry about that, guys. No problem. I've got two, two questions for you, Brian. First one, how are the ribs? They were fantastic. Okay. Best part yeah. of the day. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I'm an Ole Miss fan, but golly, I was breaking my heart for y'all today. I don't know if I believe you, Chris. I got to be totally <laughs> honest. Oh, man, I was sick for you. Uh, second <laughs> second question. It's just a, a rules question back yeah. to that play. So, at the end, Coach Silver, whatever his name is, Fieldstein, Memphis coach, mm-hmm. he says if they had, <laughs> he said they had practiced for that for that situation before where a, a punt was touched by a defender but not down. Mm-hmm. So when the defender batted it back away from the end zone, it's still live right. at that point, correct? Correct. And so that's that's what they were operating off of. They were operating off the fact that they didn't think the last state guy downed it. Right, but. Okay. Okay, but there, he did, obviously. There is photographic evidence of Emerson, yeah, yeah, exactly. knee on the ground, ball, hand on the ball, referee is behind him, waving his arms, throws the beanie, whistle in the mouth. The ball's down. There's no way around that. Exactly. So, no, I, I, I agree. I was just curious exactly exactly how what the right. rule, rule right. was on that. There you go. All right, Chris, thanks for joining us, man. I'd wish y'all, I'd wish y'all miss luck tonight, but you know I'd be lying, so. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> hey, I got we got we got a good question in the chat, and I think everybody wants to know the answer. Why is Tulu okay. not on the punt? So I have a thought on Tulu. As far as not only on the punt team, I don't know the answer. But Ryan, I, I want to get y'all's thoughts. Please put them in the chat if you want to. I think State needs to go the Dexter McCluster route with Tulu Griffin and turn him into a running back. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they're not getting him the ball. They're not getting him the ball enough. He's got to be touching the ball more. He needs to be moved to a position where he can just be handed the ball or get it out wide. That some of these swing. All right, we got Caleb Rhodes up now, then Chris Rowe, and then Lance Musgrove's going to give it a try. We'll see how he does. Are you there, Caleb? Yeah, can you hear me, Brian? I can. What's going on, man? Man, just just sulking in the loss. Listen, uh, big fan of the show. Um, Appreciate it. What? If, if if this has already been asked, then I apologize. I got in the chat late. But from no a administration perspective, um, like you know, maybe John Cohen or somebody in the athletic department, should we expect 
any kind of explanation from the referees or from the SEC officiating crew? Yes. Yeah, the, the SEC, here, here's what's going to happen. And, and the SEC will release a statement. I don't know if they'll come off of the uh, the ball being down or not. They'll definitely come off of there were two number fours on the field and the play should never have happened. And But all that means is sure. that uh, – What's what I'm trying to say? All it means is you're going to get, you know, an apology. It's, you know, sort of like when the, uh, was it, uh, BP apologized for, for the, uh, for the, the Gulf of Mexico? Well, the, the oil's already on the beach, guy. Right. So, I mean, right. what do we apologize for? It's going to be the same thing here. <laughs> no, no chance for, uh, for anything meaningful to come of it. But I would expect, yeah, some sort of official apology uh, from the Southeastern Conference Monday, Monday afternoon. So. All right. I got Thanks, you. Caleb. I got Appreciate you. it, man. And somebody uh, has uh, – we got a good uh, response in the chat to your Tulu question. Okay. I would love to see yeah. him with some check downs. Yeah. Get him out there in space, especially if you're going to run some plays where, uh, like, the, it's not even a check down. He's running – he runs the route, but you, that's your first look. So I would like to see that. All right, we're going to go to Chris Rowe. Then we got Lance Musgrove, and then Elliot Sanford's going to try to come back in. Hopefully you can get in. Are you there, Chris? Yes, I'm here. I just have uh, two real quick questions. One, if anyone sure. knows about officiating rules more than me, can you, on that onside kick, um, can you call that penalty when a penalty wasn't called on the field? So I'm going to give you guys a Twitter follow. He's an old friend of ours from high school. His name is Bill Reno, R-E-N-A-U-D. Now, he is not a football official, but he has a passion for the rule book for some reason. He alerted me tonight that, yes, indeed, you can, in fact, on the, listen, and this is what kills me. On that particular penalty, you can review it. So it's only on kickoffs, and it's only four illegal blocks. You can wow. review that. Now, that is something I didn't know. But that said, if you ever have an officiating question, my friend Bill, give him a follow or give him a tweet. He will take care of it for you. I, I have a question for Chris. Is that Sorry. your actual picture? Yeah. Your hair is a you look, you look <laughs> fantastic, to be honest with you. Keep it up if you can. So, All right, Chris, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Hey, one more. Oh, I cut him off. Chris, put it in the chat, and, uh, and uh, Ryan will get it for me. We're going to go to Lance Musgrove, uh, then Elliot Sanford, then Scott Ming. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I've lost track here. Go ahead, Lance. Hey, Brian. Lance? Hey, Brian. I'm going to try to keep this PG. I've had a few tonight, okay. so uh, – all right, see what we can do. Um, no, I guess Go my ahead. biggest question, after I heard what you said, what Ro- Robbie Falk said when he asked the question, what is the relationship or of kind of holding Mike Leach's feet to the fire a little bit more when you get into asking him questions about why the offense is kind of stalled out? And I mean, would would the questioning be the same or would the, if the coaches were, say, let's say Joe Moorhead? And not Mike Lee. Okay, I see. I, I see what you. I think I see what you're getting at, Lance. And I appreciate the question. Uh, I mean, you can ask the questions. All right, this is. And I'll give you guys a little inside baseball to how press conferences work. And, and and you know, think about where I was eight years ago to now. So my my knowledge is only you know, and I've dealt with now three football head coaches and, and whatever. You can ask whatever question you want, but is it going to get answered? is another question entirely. I think Moorhead would 
give you a more, because I did ask him one time, I asked him that it was basically, you ran the ball more at Penn State. Why don't you run the ball more here when you, when Kylan Hill has been so successful? And he answered it without answering it, as you might imagine. But, but imagine. But at the same time, it was perfectly respectful in, in the way he would do it. With Leach, I don't think I would even get an answer. I think I would just sort of get a, you know, a, he would talk around it. That's not that he can't answer the question. It's just that he's, you know, he's just not going to. That's just not the way that he's going to do business. So, you know, people can ask questions. And I'm sure, you know, when you think about the, the guys who are going to ask those kind of questions, you're talking about the Clarion Ledger, the Daily Journal, the, the Commercial Dispatch, Theo. So, you know, Andy, Theo, and Steph. They'll ask those kind of – my guess is those questions will happen on Monday. Like, what do you have to do to make your offense look more like it did in the fourth quarter all of the time? Something along those those lines. Hey, I think speaking of Leach, we have a good question from Kevin okay. Ernest about Mr. Leach. What's the number of wins Leach needs to avoid the hot seat after this season? If it goes to a bowl, yeah, you're you're fine. But if 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 he if he doesn't, yeah, you're going to be looking at year three, thinking you need to need to go to a bowl. I mean, that's just just how it's going to be. So, but but do you feel like you can go to a bowl game after this? Game? No, no, I don't. I mean, right now, I think they'll still beat Vanderbilt and they'll they'll beat Tennessee State. That's four. But I mean, and, I mean. And look, Kentucky struggled with an FCS team today. Arkansas, they look really good. Uh, I'm interested yeah. to see what Ole Miss looks like tonight. Yeah, but the Egg Bowl is a game that you can't ever count on one way or the other. Um, and, and, and State's defense is good enough to win some games. Look at Texas A&M, by the way. You know, we all talked about that, that game last week with Colorado. Oh, that was a, a heck of a, a gritty win. Colorado lost 30 to nothing, I think, today to Minnesota. So, you know, Nobody – is anybody any good? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All right, Elliot, let's see if we can get you back in, man. Then we've got Scott Ming, and then hopefully Trey Thorne can, Thorne, can, can uh, join us. Elliot, are you there? Everyone needs to turn on the Georgia Tech-Clemson game. All right. I'll play. Please tell me, is, is, is the swag chalice about to runneth over? Okay, 24 seconds to go, and Clemson up eight, and it looks like G. Trishek has the ball. Elliot, I, I, I guess it's just not working. That's ESPN, too. Elliot, just put your question in the chat, and we will, we will get to you that way, I promise. All right, let's go to Scott Ming. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, licking my wounds, I guess. <laughs> I feel like, feels like a relative question. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I just had a question. Of, do you think one of the reasons Will is kind of scared to throw about the ball down the field and he's just trying to avoid interceptions after we kind of threw so much on KJ last year with all the interceptions. That's a good question. Uh, I, I I think, you know, I'm sure that they're, you know, hey, you know, protect the ball, protect the ball, protect the ball. But at the same time, you know, being part of being a quarterback is saying there are going to be times where you just sort of say the hell with it, right? And I'm going to th- I'm going to fit the ball in there. I can I can make that throw. So I want to see a little bit more of that from Will Rogers. A little bit, you know, a little bit more. I can make that throw. Okay. Well, and then my second kind of question is on that is, does Will Rogers have that what the crap, you know, to throw it down the field and take a chance on it? I think so. 
I think he does. So, well, I, I mean, mean, in the in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth yeah. quarter today, he he's showed, making those throws. So, but it was just throughout the whole game he didn't. So he I didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah, and, and look, man, I'm telling you, if you if you rewatch these games, especially if you can get like an all eleven or an all twenty two kind of view, there are throws to be made. There are there are plays to be made there. Rogers just got to find a way. One of the guys who always is on. Uh, thank, thanks for the. Uh, the, the question he, he makes it. a very good point. You know, yeah. he watched KJ Costello lose his job. Yeah, I don't, but I, I think it's a little different situation. I really do. So, one of the guys who always makes fun of me on Twitter for being so negative is on here celebrating uh, Memphis's win, evidently because he's a big Memphis fan now. So, I'm just going to mute that dude. I'm going to move on with my life from him. This is that guy who uh, your brother brought into the uh, group text the other day. Steven Food Pro or whatever his name is. He used to be Beale Street Dog. Oh, yeah. So we'll just and now he's out of my life. All right. Let's go to uh Trey Thorne. Can we make it happen here, Trey? Oh my goodness. Is this thing on, guys? You there do? he is. Oh I'm old, but I'm not that old. I mean, that's something I would expect from a Vicksburg crab, man. What's <laughs> going on? Good talking to you guys. So uh yeah, so a couple things. I'm going to do a couple quick hitters. So, number one, we all witnessed a murder in the middle of the field today. Just nobody cared to investigate it with the, uh, with the down ball. So, that was, just, that was just ridiculous. But it is what it is. Uh, number two, Dylan Johnson is a stud. Love him. That dude, yeah, for sure. part of a line, man. So, love watching that guy. He yeah. obviously wasn't himself. Third, field goal play of the game. Not, not, not kicking that field goal. Mm-hmm. Just – not, yeah, I agree. Just tough, um, tough time. Uh, Leach doesn't want to kick. He doesn't want to punt. He doesn't want to do anything with a foot, which you know I'm partial to. Um, lastly, <laughs> That's true. lastly, um, and this is the more somber thing, it really doesn't matter because our offensive line is not good enough to compete in the SEC, period. So even we win tonight, yeah. once we get into this SEC play and we see real SEC defensive lines – Frankly, it's not going to matter, and that's 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 not fun. But that's what we're looking at. It's bad, lots of lots of uh, bad calls. Even though we gave up two sacks, um, you know Brett Favre could have been back there, and it'd have been the same result. So that's what we got. The, the only thing I would say to that, Trey, thanks for thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, is what I, is this game would have allowed you to have some, maybe a confidence builder. If you're three and zero, you know I, I get what you're saying. This offensive line, it, it's not, and that, that this is what kills me, man, about the offensive line. From a recruiting perspective, this is the most talented offensive line states ever had. Cross is a five star. Dollar Bill is a four star. Scott Lashley was a four star. I think you can probably find a service that had Cole Smith as a four star. Who you know? I mean, he signed with LSU out of high school. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got talented guys there, and but they were recruited to run the football, and this and it's just it's just a problem. And I mean, if, if that's the if that's the case, I mean, are you going to commit to four or five years of this? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. And we're getting a lot of questions about the offensive line. Why are we yeah. not? Seeing, why are we not seeing more offensive linemen getting a chance? Well, let's. I mean, look at the depth chart. Who are the next guys? I mean, Cole Smith got to play tonight. Albert Reese is a true freshman. Um, Nick Jones is a JUCO guy. This is you know who's only been on campus. You know, I think he was in the spring. Uh, 
you know, Cordavian Suggs has been here for four years and can never get on the field. I mean, there's a big gap between first and second team. You know, Zach Arnett made that comment the other day about first and second team. I don't think that that is any that gap is any wider than it is uh, at the offensive line. Where where is the offensive line depth? I mean, Smith and Lashley are transfers. What I mean, are you, are you really asking me that question? Do you, do you do you not know the answer? Well, I mean, I mean, look, look at, look at the, what year was it? There was a year, I think it was 2016. So where state recruited four offensive linemen and none of them made it to camp. That's right. That's right. And and, and I um, forgot we had, what's his name? Went to Florida state. Who's that? Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, Chris Marv. No, we had an offensive line. I know we had a Fabian Lovett, but didn't we have an offensive lineman that transferred out? Who am I thinking of? Maybe I, don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, anyway. but State hasn't recruited good on the offensive line. But the end of the Mullen era, there's, no, there's nothing there. And then, you know, Moorhead's guys. I mean, Cross Cross should be a little better than he is. But, I mean, this kind of is what it is. You just don't have any depth, for sure. Stuart Reed. It was Stuart. It was Stuart. Yeah, well, he would have yeah, been gone. This, last Thank year would have been his, his last year anyway. So, all right, let's move on to uh, Ryan Strickland's joining us now. And then Chris Rowe will bring you back in. Ryan, are you there? By the way, just real quick, looking in Oxford, it is pouring there. They may not play tonight. Good Lord. Ryan Strickland, go right ahead. Oh, come on, Ryan. I know you're a young man. Figure out the mute. Oh, he's already gone. Never mind. All right. Uh, Chris Rowe, back with us. Hey, guys, going to ask that second question. Um, yeah, go ahead. This is the last group I would blame the loss on tonight, but just kind of looking every game this year and even several last year, the defense has given up big plays with busted coverages for touchdowns. I'm just curious because we don't really – I don't see a lot of people talking about that, and this year it seems to be different personnel. So is it a coaching issue? Well, I think it's just the scheme. I think when you're as aggressive as Arnett is, and, and and the different things he likes to do defensively, you're just gonna you're gonna put yourself in those kind of positions to have big plays against you. But like you said, I mean, the defense isn't the reason that you that you lost this game tonight. The the what would you had? You know, they gave up 31 points, but you know, seven of that's on a punt return. And then they had the really short field after the bad punt where they started that drive on the 36 yard line and they scored. So I mean, and the fumble I can't. Return. I can't now that's right. And the fumble returns. So, yeah, I'm like, what? What are we talking about? Though? 17 points. Yeah, I can't. I can't get too mad. I can't get too mad at the defense. But yeah, they're, they're, I'm willing to, to trade the uh, the big plays that they are giving up, which there aren't a ton of, to, for the constant harassing of the quarterback and being able to slow down the run. Memphis rushed for 300 plus yards a week ago. Uh, they only rushed for 87. I mean, still, Memphis only had 246 yards of offense. But they got 31 points because you, you had those two big plays against you outside of defense. So, anyway. All right. Uh, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. All right. Justin Strawn, if you have no children in the pool, you're you're free to talk. Hey, Brian. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Nothing much. Sorry I'm coming late. Uh, so, I don't know if this has been covered, but. The rest had a bad game, but Leach had a bad game too tonight, right? I mean, not kicking the yeah. field goal, not going for one after the t- touchdown to give you 23. How, mm-hmm. how bad a game did he have? Not a good one. 
I mean, there's no way around. And, and, and I'm, you know, you know, you know me, and I, I feel like I've I've been this way my whole, you know, the, every time I've been on podcasts, is it stops and starts with the head coach, man. That they are the ones who make the decisions. You know, I mean, I, I give Moorhead a lot of credit for one thing. He, he was always pretty good about, you know, what did, he, what did he say? Point the thumb, not the finger. I felt like he was always pretty, always pretty good about that. And you know, Leach has got to be the same way. You know, you're you're reputation is I am a guy who, when you hire me, you get great offense. Well, here we are, you know, we're, uh, what, 13 games in, and you had it in one game, maybe two. I'll give you two when I give you the Missouri game. What really trouble, and like I said, what troubles me the most is, I talked about this on the podcast. You know, you go back to last year getting the Egg Bowl, and you think, okay, Ole Miss had the worst defense in the country. Well, Rodgers went out and threw for 440 yards and was, like, really effective in that game. Didn't lose because of Will Rogers in that game. So today against a really bad defense and one that gave up 680 yards a week ago to a Sunbelt team, you only had 468, and you only had, what, like 200 in the second half, and most of that came on the last drive of the game where you had two big plays. So for me – yeah, Leach has got Leach did not have a good game, and I mean, he's the one who has to get things going defensively. He's getting more than enough to win games. It's it's on him and his offense. So we'll see. Appreciate All right, Justin, it. thanks, man. And there and there's no creativity even on special teams. We did the same the same ones on did three times. Yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. That's rough. I, I don't know what to do there. All right, we got two guys left, and then we're going to wrap it up. We've been in here for an hour. Ron Strickland, if you, if you can join us, go ahead. Justin Leonard, you're on deck. Ron, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry about that. All right. Ron, uh, I know you. Ron, I've known you for a long time. You're a good friend. I know you. You keep it clean here. Let's go. Uh, for for our love of wrestling, yeah. uh, on uh, screw jobs, where does that rank for you? <laughs> And also, uh, how much heat does the media need to give Leach for not going out to midfield after that punt return? I mean, well, here's the thing. And and first off, uh, I, I would say it's it's it, this was worse than the Montreal screw, screw job for me, just personally. Uh, I think that thanks for thanks for the the, the question, Ryan. Uh, I think that. On Monday's press conference, when Mike has had a chance to go and look at the film and see what happened, I, I would expect him to do something to get fined. You know, he said something tonight. He's like, "Before I get, before I spend my money, I want to look at the film." I think once he looks at the film, he'll he'll have something to say, and it'll probably cost him twenty five grand. I, I feel pretty confident in that. Now, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think that's what's going to be the, 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 the and like you said, where, where are the assistant coaches? Yeah, I'm surprised Arnett wasn't running out there, to be totally honest. You would think he might have like pulled a machete out or something, but whatever. All right, last question of the night, guys. Let's go to Justin Leonard. Wrap us up, man. What do you got? All right. I, I'm probably the sunshine pumper of sunshine pumpers out there. So not the Joel T. Coleman of fans. Go ahead. Yes, I'm the absolute Joel T. Coleman of fans. But we're three games in, three rough games. Mm-hmm. Two wins. Mm-hmm. We all thought NC State was going to be a loss. You're not Two wrong. and one. Like you said the whole time, Will, his ninth start, I believe. Yeah. Is Will missing throws? Yes, Will's missing throws. If you kick the two extra points at the end, you have a tie game. Yeah. 
Yeah. If the refs don't blow the punt, you win the game probably. Three yeah. and oh. No now, there are problems. But our, we're Mississippi State fans, so I don't understand what I, – I expect more, and I know we all expect more, and you should want more. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, are we being too hard on Mike Leach and the team right now, this early, in basically a season and a half? And it's not really a season and a half because of last year. So, like I said, I am a sunshine pumper. So, I just, <laughs> that's right, just who what, I am. Here's what I'm going to say, Justin. Let me let me let me let me go ahead okay. and, get, and, and get you going here. Appreciate the uh, the the, uh, the the question. And he um, lived up to his. He did. He did. Uh, here's the truth: If State was two and one with a loss to NC State today, I, you would feel a lot different. But when you lose to a group of five team, there's always going to be heat on that. It just, there's just no way around it. Even if, even if you lose to a team like Cincinnati, it's it, you know you're an SEC team. You're supposed to be winning these games, it's, and you're not Vanderbilt. You're supposed to be winning these games. Um, but at the end of the day, with with, with Leach Le- hiring Mike Leach comes with an expectation. All right, if, if you if, if all of us have our own you know personalities, so if you hire you know if you if you if you go to trivia with Ryan Nelson, I expect the the music and movies to be covered. All right. If he misses a movies or music question, I'm going to be mad at him because that's why I wanted him on the team. When you hire Mike Leach, you expect the offense to be good. Think back to you know last offseason. Well, I mean, that was the theme of everybody's predictions that, well, State will move the football, but I don't know about that defense. And the defense ended up being really good. Well, if it had been you know the other way around, I think people, I think people would be if State had lost today, fifty five, fifty four. People would be more forgiving. They're like, well, Leach is just going to take some time to get that defense going. But when you hire Mike Leach and you're not good offensively, nobody's going to accept that. So could State turn it around? Yeah, but are, you can't be – you can't say, I think they can beat Arkansas and Kentucky and Ole Miss when they can't beat Memphis. That's just – that's just not because now you're not – I mean, in, in, you're just not grounded in reality when you say that, to me anyway. And, and I think I think he makes a good point, I, and I, I include myself. I'm too hard on Will Rogers. I agree with that. He's right. We, he, we, 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 he, you know, he hasn't. He and it's hard to count last year. Yeah. Again, I don't know unless Corral has a, a big game tonight, which he might. But there's a good chance that Will Rogers is still going to be the leading passer in the SEC. And I, and I understand that the, the yards per attempt, and he's not moving the ball down the field. But again, 419 yards and three touchdowns with no turnovers. That's not that bad. It just really isn't that bad. Yeah. So there, there, there's there's then, bigger issues than Will Rogers in this offense for sure. So, but but I but I think what I would say to Justin, and I think this is what people are saying in the chat, and kind of what you alluded to. Mm-hmm. I have no faith we're going to win any SEC games besides no, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Right, and you shouldn't. You should. The chances are State will win a second game, and if they can do that, they got a chance yeah. to get to six and six. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, Thunder and lightning tomorrow evening sometime. Sports Talk Mississippi. Oh, that should be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Can't wait to talk to Richard. Oh, Richard boy. Cross, by the way, who who made this happen. You all heard him. Yeah. He predicted State to win and to win easily. I mean, it just that's just the way it goes. Guys, have a great time. G- give us give us a little give us a little preview. What's the uh, how many are you thinking things are true? 
I'll, I'll get an easy dozen and then I'll figure it out from there. So we'll see. So, all right, guys, have a great night and I'll be back with you uh, tomorrow evening. And of course, we'll have a post game next Saturday uh, right here in the Green Room. Thanks a lot. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.